Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and our topic this week is a major part of all of our lives, interruptions. We talk about how to handle them and whether or not there is such a thing as a bad interruption. We hope you enjoy. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. We work with them because we believe their curriculum is one of the best out there and helps more homeschoolers smile. Go support them and check out a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for their support. If you need more regular homeschooling encouragement, which every mom does, then go subscribe to the magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. If you'd like to take our homeschooling personality test, then head on over to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, it was officially fall today. I know uh, last week my wife said, oh, today's first day of, or last day of summer, and I'm like, I thought that was a couple days ago. No, it, well, it was the twenty or twenty-first or twentieth, so right. four or five days ago, four days ago, five days ago. But I thought she was—I thought she was just saying that, like, oh, it felt like a fallish day. But she was like, no, it's efficient. I'm like, how did it get here? I couldn't believe it. And uh, but today felt like it. I mean, it was—it's been kind of dry, but the leaves have been changing, and it rained today, and it mm-hmm. just driving through our little town of milford indiana probably do a little street view there um it was like the leaves were wet on the ground there it just looked like we are here so yeah. uh but the weather is still really nice i mean i think it's supposed yeah, to be 80 this, this weekend. weekend so on behalf of all the climate change global warmers i'm loving it so keep bring bring it on uh so yeah. Uh, but we've been working through the uh, the sickness bug around here. It's you know I always uh, so I mean Renly and Hudson Anders had it over the weekend. I think uh, I don't remember exactly when they had it. They had it at some point in the past week or so. Uh, and then Rissa got sick on Sunday um, afternoon, and all day yesterday she was sick, and I stayed home. And then last night, like you know, as I'm putting the kids to bed, Hudson just seemed really quiet, and I'm like Hudson how are you feeling buddy and he's like fine and i'm like are you sure does your tummy hurt and he's like yeah and i'm like okay so i put the towels uh, down got in the bowl and he didn't want to admit it because he hates it uh and and then yeah about midnight he was throwing up and then a couple other times through the night so put him in our room there's got to and- be some kind of medical reason why kids like to throw up in the middle of the night yeah. i don't know why if your body's relaxed Probably, i don't know yeah, if the moon is pulling on them. I don't know. Like Maybe a global but, tide. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I don't know. But like happens. having him deal with it during the night, the next like couple times, and the next morning be okay. Or I mean, you know, at least just low key, it was not too terrible. But it's just like one of the worst part is every person in my family's had it now except me, and it's that feeling of like I'm laying there and all night, and I'm like, am I sick? I can't tell. Maybe I'm sick. I'm not sure. You know, yeah. and it's just that feeling well, where you're like mentally that same sick. feeling is over here too because. Yeah. Last night, I mean, Maggie's been sick for the last three or four days. She's had a fever and not not a fever. Uh, she had a headache, and, t- and tonight she has a rash. And like yesterday, I'm like, oh, I, I think I have a headache. You know, it's starting all <laughs> exactly. So, and that's a perfect lead-in to what I thought we'd talk about tonight. That just interruptions, because interruptions just seem to go hand in hand. Uh, maybe with the season, maybe with homeschooling. Uh, I know with, um, I've got like an irritant in my eye. That's probably where mine's starting right now. 
Um, but, uh, you know, we all have our plans. We think everything's going to go this the way it's going to go. And then something changes that. And I just thought maybe we talk about maybe how to view those and and what to do when you're faced with interruptions, because it happens at all levels. I know, like, uh, uh, you know, with Ben Arisa, they've got sickness in their home. Well, it happens on ours and my daughter has a new baby and she's like, hey, mom, could you come over this morning? Because, you know, I'm here by myself and it's kind of hard. And, and, you know, my wife is planning to do school and she's like, sure, I'll be right over. And, you know, it's it's easy to look at them. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, um, but <laughs> I was just looking up. Uh, you know, what an interruption is. And of course, interruption says when you're interrupted, <laughs> that's what an interruption is. Um, but when you look up the word interrupt, it says stop the continuous progress of an activity or process or break the continuity of a line or a surface. So apparently, you know, and we all know this, you know, something's happening, you're doing something and you're going along, minding your own business, and all of a sudden that is stopped. That's an interruption. And in a homeschooling, you know, you're it's you're you've got your plan and something uh changes that. And I guess maybe we should start our conversation uh just with this thought of you know w- what are the two different ways we can look at interruptions? Um and Ben, you know, this is with without being rehearsed. Um, what would you guess that they were? Can you repeat part of that? Sorry, I wanted to read one thing for prepping here a little bit. The last little bit, just the last little bit. <laughs> prepping for what? I just something I want to bring up here in a minute, but I was just reading okay. something ahead of time. Okay, caught I me flat footed. I'm sorry. I do another <laughs> podcast with uh, for family man. By the way, we'd always love your husbands to listen. Yeah, and every once in a while, I'm like going on and on, and then. I asked my co-host, whose name's Scott Moore, and like, what do you think, Scott? And he's like, and I know he's like searching the internet for the weather. And he's like, I'm not no looking idea. at weather. I was looking at state laws, but no, go ahead. Uh, so I was saying there's, I was saying <laughs> there are two ways really we can view interruptions. Um, and I, and I haven't, uh, we haven't rehearsed this obviously yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just like your kid see not much has changed when you exactly i'd say ben do you know what okay ben i want Uh you to go out uh here and do this and you're going yeah 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 Yeah. and i said what did i say and you go i don't know (laughs) (laughs) hudson does that every day circle of life um but if you were gonna guess you know what would those two ways you think i'm thinking you know this is guess what i'm thinking two ways to view interruptions Positively and negatively? I don't know. Yeah, right. So if you were going to expand on that, yeah, what would you, how would you expand? I mean, a positive, inter- you know, uh, this is, I mean, some of these are going to be very cliche, very not real life feeling, but, you know, a positive way of interruption would be like, okay, this is an opportunity to interact, to uh, go down a you know, rabbit hole with my kid, to teach them something that is not just in a book to you know maybe make a memory whatever it may be there's a lot of different things it could be uh that they're just part of life that it's not an interruption to school or helping your child learn but it's you know it's it's just part of it and then negative could be 
they're breaking my plan. Uh, you know, it's it's this is all ruined now. This doesn't count. Um, you know, this uh, it's a bad thing. It's um, not part of life. Uh, you know, like it's it's. Um, oh, I heard someone say something the other day that about like when the plan doesn't go right, that it's just like getting back on track. And I'm like, that's not necessarily track. Like having everything go right all the time is not necessarily like right, the road. Right. Like that feels like it. Like but you're not you know, off track. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're off track, track just because something yeah. is having an interruption or whatever is going on in life. So those are... Well, that was a great answer for not uh, for not being yeah. rehearsed. And that's exactly... And really, to me, it kind of boils down to, you know, because this is a Christian show, we believe that God's in control of all things, that really one of them the interruptions of my plans versus what god has planned you know and uh even sickness i know lots of homeschooling moms you know they go oh great now we're going to be off for two days and you know we're going to be off our schedule and it's just a big inconvenience some moms try to like the fever is broken we can do some more school um or other interruptions and i think it's really it's really been interesting uh as we're grandparents now and we have grandchildren um because we've really kind of come to a place where we see the interruptions especially when they are involve relationships as the the more important thing um because the relationships are more important um and so when ben arissa would say hey dad can you or can you guys watch the kids for just a for an hour you know I guess there's there was might have been a part of us that were like oh I don't know but we we're we're planning to do this but now we don't really see it that same way we see it as oh God has brought something better and I think that really really helps but I guess what I was thinking too you know um, because interruptions do come and sometimes they last for a long time and um, sometimes you know the the interruption of the uh, plan school is interrupted for the non-planned school and when we say that just as ben said that um you know we're kind of saying that it's all school you know when you have sickness your kids get to see how to interact with sickness um you know uh they get to see how moms can rest and and kids get to pick up the slack or or whatever or, or they get to see a dad who stays home from work i think that's super important stuff um, or we've talked to some of you moms who've been interrupted by bigger things. We pray for John and Melissa Hannigan. You know, they had a son who was almost 17 years old who died. And you talk about not an interruption, but a, a, a change of a whole life where you're thinking, oh, we're going to do his senior year. And now that has been changed. And, uh, you know, they're not concerned about what they accomplished that day but more of the relationship that what they have with each other right now as they heal. And those are more important than any subject that we could come up with on our own. But what do you think, Ben? I'm just asking, as most moms listening, you know, uh, when the interruption comes, you know, because there are kind of like two, two ways to deal with it. You either enjoy it, and move on the next day or you feel like you have to make it up and uh i don't yeah. know i mean you've talked to your friends and you you know you were homeschooled 
What do you think the pros and cons or maybe how you see both of those? I mean, I get in some place, and we've talked about this before, but the other night we were talking to a marriage group about something. I don't remember what it was. And I just was like, who cares? Like, why does it matter about something? You know, and everyone was laughing and stuff about it. But I think that's can be true about kind of some of these interruptions, especially when it comes to feeling like, oh, I've got to make it up. or I've got to get the next, you know, the book finished or I have to catalog every day and have a full, you know, amount of what I consider sit down schooling or what, you know, maybe you consider sit down schooling. But it's just in the grand scheme and down the road, like you will not care. Like it does not matter in the grand scheme of things if you hit every single day you know, a certain amount of time sitting down at the the school desk and, you know, working through the workbook, like in the grand scheme, that will not matter and you won't care. It's not that none of it matters. It doesn't matter as a cumulative total, but, you know, missing a few days and or a week uh, or whatever it may end up looking like for you, it won't matter long term. You're not going to think about it in 10 years and two years. We've talked about this before, but um and that's the big thing to me. And, and, and again, you know, a lot of people, there are some, you know, like I was just looking at one of the state uh, homeschool laws and they say, oh, 174 days with four hours of, um, they call it like, it was something like interaction with the student or something like that. But like you do that every day, like you interact with your students, you, you know, you're with them every day. They're learning stuff every day. You're interact, you know, it's not just like you're literally vegetable state, you know, on the days you're not sitting down at a desk, having them go through, you know, a grammar workbook. Uh, I don't know. But so I would just well, encourage, even- don't make it up <laughs> unless, you know, COVID. for any reason. COVID changed all those, you know, because they were like, oh, 100, you got to have 180 days. This is how many right. days we have to have a public school. And when COVID came around, they just said, oh, we're not going to follow that anymore. It doesn't really matter. And I'm just like, it didn't matter before, but now they acknowledge it, which was so interesting to me. Really, and uh, I was looking at a curriculum the other day, and this is why I'm not a fan of five-day curriculums. I really like the four-day curriculums. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, as you look at your master plan, um, the one I was looking at, uh, it was their suggestion was that you did their subjects five days a week. And, uh, you know, there are some curriculums that will offer a four-day a week and a five-day a week, um, uh, whatever, uh, schedule. Uh, But as I was looking through this, the question that arose in my mind is how could anybody do this five days a week? I mean, because there are so many things that interrupt. You have a homeschool co-op, you have some kid get sick, you have a sports game and you have to leave a little bit earlier. And really, if you are, uh, and again, we're, I'm talking about my homeschool personalities and you can take the personality test on our website. If you're a falcon or if you're a swan, you feel like you have to get everything checked off the box. So I don't know how you can get around all those interruptions without spending your evenings doing school, without spending your weekend, your Saturday and Sunday, which you shouldn't be doing school on Saturday and Sunday. You know, you need to rest and recover. But, you know, if you look at every interruption, like um, like like school has been interrupted, then you're going to feel this need to make it up. Um, and uh but I think one thing to remember, too, is it's different when you homeschool because, you know, I don't really know very many homeschoolers where it was like every single day was at home the entire day 
doing school, that's it. Like, you know, when you're in public school or whatever other school, like your children are at school every day, essentially, unless you pull them out for something, you know? So it's like your life is built around that schedule, you know, and, and it's pretty strict. But most homeschoolers I know, it is a lot more flexible. And I mean, I just don't know many people who are literally able to just sit there every day without any kind of outside interaction or doing anything else or, you know, and able to just plug plug away for 180 days a year and do that. Like, I think the normal is to expect that, you know, that it's not going to feel normal in terms of every day. Um, and, you know, and, and uh, Kelly here said showing grace, you know, to that in my homeschooling. And I think that's true is like if you are a planner and you are someone that wants to check box, you know, check the box off every day kind of deal, then plan for much less than that 180 days. I mean, in terms of you are going to have them and you should force yourself to check off every day if you want to do that. But I mean, expect to not feel like every day is going to have um book work quote unquote you know sitting down and doing that i think that is important to build that grace in but i didn't mean to interrupt you and learning takes place even in that i think even you know like a sick day is a school day you know a baby day is a school day or a baby week or a baby three weeks is a school three weeks you know and with 100 percent integrity you can you can count it as that. Yep. Hey, Ben, before we go on, why don't we do a commercial here? Yeah, um, real quick, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. They are an amazing math curriculum. Uh, if you know if that's a, a part of school that you dread or is a pain point for you maybe, uh, then we'd really encourage you to go check out their free trial. It's super fun. It's engaging. Um, it, it, I, I learned better with it. My siblings have learned so well with it and use it for over a decade. Um, and we just hear nothing but good things about them. So go support them over at teachingtextbooks.com. We also want to thank Homeschooling Today magazine. Um, their countdown clock says three days and 14 minutes and t- uh, 14 hours, excuse me, until their next print I- issue is released. And again, if you just want to encourage yourself, it's the autumn edition. Um, you should subscribe right now. Uh, I think you're going to be encouraged. I think uh, not, I should take that back. I don't think you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be encouraged. You need to get that print magazine. You need to set it in your bathroom or wherever you get a few minutes break and be encouraged by all the the writers and by the articles and even by the advertisements uh, for some great resources. You can subscribe and learn more about them, get their uh, uh, look at the last digital edition or sign up for their email at homeschoolingtoday.com. And real quick, uh, Kelly asked, how do I take the uh, find out which bird I am? Go to thesmilinghomeschooler.com. The main banner says take the quiz, and you can just take a quick quiz there, and it will let you know which uh, homeschool personality type we believe you are. So uh, it's fun. But don't do it till we're done, Kelly. After we're done, (laughs) Kelly, don't be Ben and, like, take the test during this podcast. Exactly. Highly don't recommend it. But do you think there? <laughs> well, so, you know, I. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So you have all the different interruptions, you know, and we've talked about some of them. Do you think there are any kind of interruptions that don't are not positive, or um, you know, you don't think are beneficial, or do you think every kind of interruption is mm. uh, is uh, helpful, or what are some of the things that you know your kids are learning from those interruptions? Wow, that that's a great question. Are there any uh, ever any negative interruptions? I mean, again, if I go by theologically, 
you know, if I believe kind of God sets the plan, you know, or I, I might make my plan, but God directs my paths. And then I'm going to have to say all interruptions are part of his plan. So even the ones that are terrible, um, I think there's still something to learn. Um, I was just talking to a dad uh, last week, um, and he was talking about how he didn't know what to do about his job. He's a truck driver, and uh, he would like to do something that involves his family more. And I said, you're a homeschooler, right? And he goes, yeah, I am. I said, what an amazing lesson to teach your children, you know, that you get to teach them this, not, not how to be an entrepreneur, but how you get to handle the struggle. And so any of those things that come along, I think are, are homeschool lessons. Uh, and as we've talked before, I think the problem sometimes is where we look at like school as this thing that we add into our lives, you know, that has to be done. And, you know, if we don't get that part done, then we failed. And your mom has been so good to see school as not part, not something added to our life, but just part of our lives. And so, you know, the lessons are different and, and, and maybe we didn't plan for the lessons, but they're all good lessons. And I'll tell you just as far as curriculum goes, I always thought your mom was so smart and I know she didn't come up with this and maybe uh, and others do this, but she always did the next thing, you know? So if she would read uh, chapter one, chapter on Monday, chapter two on Tuesday, and then we skipped Thursday or Wednesday and Thursday on Friday, she would do chapter three. You know, she didn't try to make it up and read chapter three, four, and then five. Uh, she always just kind of just picked it up where they left off. And really that makes so much sense because later on, you know, the homeschooling is made in these big circles. So you're always coming back to read it again. Um, the only problem is, and Ben, you've already answered this. When you get to the end of the year, you may not have accomplished. You might not have gotten it all done. And as Ben said, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. What if you only got halfway through the Pilgrim story? Well, they still landed on Plymouth Rock, and here we are. You know, you're going to pick it up again somewhere else. You don't even have to pick it up the next year. You can just be done with it right there. Um, and that's yeah. a good thing. And I would say if you live in, because people often will say, well, you know, my state, we're required to do these things. Okay. And, and that may be true. There are some states that do require certain things like testing or whatever. If you do, I would encourage you, though, if you think you are in one of those harder states, try to find other homeschooling moms around you who are similar in mindset to you. Um, you don't want to find necessarily the super, super, super intense ones because <laughs> they will do that no matter what state they're in. But uh, and just just to double check that, because sometimes in real practice, uh, you might just find the assessments are really, you know, really simple. Uh, they're not as scary as they sound on a website, you know, um, and just just check because it's, it's worth asking at least because they're not always as, as rigorous as you think it is. Or like, for example, I was looking at Colorado, which is, I would say, not one of the easier ones overall. Um, um, just from reading their their stuff, but it's all not to the state. It's all to the school board. So the state doesn't keep record of anything. It, it just says, you know, the parents are required, you know, responsible for keeping track of some of that. There is some like assessment and stuff like that to your school board and all that. But just just uh, just 
don't use that as like you've heard, oh, I'm supposed to have 180 days and be like, I have to have physical proof of me finishing a book every year. Uh, and if you want, go through the last bit, which is going to be review and have them do the last page and say, okay, yep, we did everything in this area. I can read through it and tell if they knew what they were talking about through all of this stuff. They would have been able to do it. A lot of it's just repeat. And I am certifying that this book is complete and you can do that if you want um, in most states. So we'd encourage you to do that too. <laughs> With, and again, that that's, that's a few states. There are a lot of states that have no, you know, regulations. So, um, Abby said, I used to schedule some of our appointments like dentists, et cetera, during prime schooling hours for us, just because we were flexible. But I was encouraged to make our learning time at home a priority. So that could be an example of a bad interruption that is actually self-inflicted. What do you think? That's an interesting question, Abby. And I like how the way you worded it. Um, I don't know. Again, I totally get it. I mean, why not make a dentist appointment when everybody else is busy, you know, and you've got the flexibility and I'm, a dentist appointment is school. You know, all those appointments are school. Um, so, you know, encouraging to make your learning time at home a priority. Okay. But again, life still comes along. It doesn't even matter. I know some people, who won't go, they won't have friends over. If somebody invites them over, they'll say, no, we can't come over right now. You know, or if their parents were stopped by, they'd like, oh no, you can't come over. You know, and they miss out on the best. The priority should be the relationships. And the school is just part of that. The yeah. learning is always is always there. Right. That's the whole, I mean, I feel like the, the real core of it is the school is not the goal. Like the school is just a side, you know, it's table stakes for the true goal, which is raising your children to love the Lord and to be able to live as humans out there, you know, and raise their families. And I mean, the school is, can be a tool and a mechanism maybe, but it is not the end goal. But some people, it is like this task is must be accomplished no matter what. And that is missing the true purpose of what, we all I was homeschooled for what we homeschool our children for it's it's not the school like that's not the purpose you know uh, but I think it can sometimes and really that's be easy to that's do that. a huge lesson because what you teach your children then is that school or that activity is more important than anything else and then your kids will continue to struggle with that I know husbands who can't stop working because they have a job that needs to be done you know, and really they miss out on the best because the most important part is the relationship. You know, I can remember, you know, and I've shared before when I was working on a project, my dad would say it's time to stop, you know, even if I wasn't done because he knew the priority was the relationship with our family. And so maybe you maybe you put the priority on on the interruptions, you know, um, just because you're trying to teach your children something really, really important. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a really good place to stop. Uh, we're close to about out of time here, but I want to wrap us up. And uh, I think actually next yeah. week we're going to have a great, great guest, which will be a lot of fun. But you'll uh, have to tune in next week to find out who it is. All right. Well, Just a little teaser. Is... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening, Mom. I sure do appreciate your, your friendship and what you do. What you do really, really matters. Um, and I know the pressures are great and some of those are self-inflicted, you know, where you uh, you feel like you're failing your children. You feel like you're 
being interrupted all the time, that you're not on track. I know all that. Um, but I hope you realize that you're doing an amazing job. Your kids are going to be better off because they were at your home for their growing up days. And of course, that should make you smile. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Again, if you would like to take the homeschool personality test, go to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com, and take the quiz. As always, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Have a great week, and as always, don't forget to smile.